1: of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? Not just bikes. We also make a rower. Have you ever tried to row? Too hard. Not with Form Assist. It actually teaches you how to row. So it doesn't matter if you're a first-time rower or a seasoned pro. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.
2: Welcome to Covers and Fire, and one of two episodes where we cover all the new rock releases that mattered for 2021. This week, we talk swing and a miss albums and ones that gave us blue balls. Plus, we review the Beatles documentary, Get Back. It's a real hodgepodge of an ep, people. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host LC, and I'm joined as always with the bookending Baco. How are you, sir?
0: I am well. how are uh, How are things out there in, in Denver? We're getting into the holiday spirit there. Uh, it, it just snowed here in St. Paul for the first time, so we got just a light white coating, just in time.
2: Nope, still no snow. It was actually, I think, in the high seventies yesterday. It was, uh, it was sweaty. It's very, it's an anomaly, man. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, ski resorts are are and yeah, climate change doesn't exist, you know.
0: No, that's it's Global all warming.
2: <laughs> oh, global warming. Okay, I forget which one it is. I, guess, uh, I think we had to two. change
0: the name because it confused people when it got cold. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. But yeah, so we
2: have arrived at the end of the year episodes. Another so, year in uh, the can. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Just about. And do you like it in the can? We,
3: yeah,
2: I think so. I, 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 do you want this? Do you want this Coke in the in the can? No, I'll just have it right here. That's a European vacation, anyway. That yeah, ex- uh, yeah. But uh, with that gold, let's move on to to we we are doing Sequels one are of never two good. episodes. <laughs>
0: What's ever good? Sequels. Just stop at mm. one.
2: True. Yeah. Well. Mm. Yeah, we can go into that a little a little bit later. I mean, a lot of a lot of uh, what we talk about are basically sequels, right? Just yeah, I just guess. constant constant uh, albums uh released from from eh, what it's we not really what the same we want. Thing. No. I don't know. I think it might be. No. We'll see. Okay. Okay.
0: Anyway, so uh, Now cover uh, tunes could be the sequel in music, and then I would say yes, if you got rid of all of them, the the overall quality would be better. There are good sequels in movies, but if if it means if one good sequel means fifty bad ones, I don't know that that's a good trade off. Sure, right. Same with covers. And of course, if they're not recorded in loves. your basement when you're drunk over a three day bender, uh, it's not worth doing. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> of course that's that's referencing you. <laughs> I was, I'm curious. I was. Uh, I threw all that that in that episode with uh, Craig Smith. Not one person called me out that uh, like Mister Who I hate covers. Sure likes hey. recording them. Oh, <laughs> Which that's true. Been valid. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and look they're, at me. Hey, I even do. give you. A, I don't know what I was
2: thinking. I even give you a compliment on two of them.
0: Wow, nice. <laughs> that had to be tough. It was.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so we are doing one of two year-end episodes. This one will be covering uh, what uh, we like to call swing and a miss and also some uh, which are albums from artists that, you know, we we're probably looking forward to and just complete fails. And then the blue balls ones are ones that get you get you going, but just don't finish you off, uh, essentially. And we'll be covering some other stuff, too. But with that said, I just wanted to touch base uh, since we're talking about just a year in review. How is your year in review? How would you rate not not throughout your whole life, but just say since we started the show, How would you say this was one of the better years, just just, just in
0: general? It was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I I always love that Joe Walsh line from A Life's Been Good. I can't complain, but sometimes I still do. That'd be a pretty good, uh, that pretty much just sums up my existence nowadays. Um, Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, I've been dealing with uh, a bit of a, a back issue for the better part of the year. Uh and Achoo. you started with a wrist issue, so I'm just getting old, the body's breaking down. That's really sure. about it. Other than that, um healthy and happy, uh uh things are good at home, all that good stuff. So yeah, what about you? I would say
2: I would give my rating as this year is three or four good songs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like uh like, like not yeah. that bad. It, it's uh it's 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 better than than uh from from people like um you know, some of our listeners like Scott Crouch, or mostly Scott Crouch, <laughs> that, 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 that like name, uh, like oh, we'll post listener. old episodes. <laughs> yeah. Our one listener, it seems like sometimes, um, will post things like, here's this year end review. And I'm like, man, I was really angry that year. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, like when, when Megadeth is your number one album of the year and stuff like that, or whatever, um, uh I think that this is, is better than other years. So I'll I'll give it that, you know. New new home, new uh works decent, but but in general, yeah. Three or four good songs. One one of the better Cobra years. Fair enough. But yeah, but before we get into this, you know, we are coming up on 2022. We've been doing this since 2015. And um so just wanna to touch base on, you know, how important music is and music discovery is to both of us. And, uh, one thing that kind of really, it, it, can you really place a time or a year on your end where it really kind of hit that this is going to be important to me for the rest of my life and, and no matter where my life takes me?
0: Yeah, pretty, probably like I, I mentioned in the show, the whole, uh, getting kiss alive too, when I was seven or my sister actually got it, I was seven years old, but I don't know that I instantly knew, but God, by, I would think by February of 78, it was pretty clear. So eight years old. So me,
2: it kind of hit me the other day when I was, I had tickets to go see, uh, Sebastian Bach do his 30th anniversary tour of slave to the grind, which we're not going to get into too much here, but, but thinking about, um, that that year, which we've done 1991, which we've done these, these episodes before greatest year in rock that had to be the year. So 17 was, uh, while I like enjoyed listening to albums and things like that, it seemed like that was the year where everything kind of fell into place that, that possibly 20 years from that point, I would be doing a podcast, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. know, you know, you know what I mean? mean like, 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 like that, cause that was, that's where, where music is so important to us in different ways, but that was the year, you know, that we've talked about the, the ill-fated uh, fire and everything like that. Uh, senior year of high school, all those things, and and when that album "Slave of the Grind" came out, man, I always just gravitated towards that and dug in. And it didn't hit me until how how important just just those run of albums that year was to both just the the framework of the show and everything like that. And and I don't know, it just it just really hit me seeing a uh, seeing that concert just last week.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a weird weird year to pick because it's such a hodgepodge. There's some really big peaks on, on, and it's the beginning of grunge and everything. But it's also like this weird. It's almost like a, a semi truck crashing before that. Of all these kind of like, it, it's just a mishmash of different type of genres. If you look at the year in whole, you know, I mean, a lot yeah, of different yeah. pop music was still you know riding high at that time. Uh, hair metal was breathing its last breath. Uh, uh, thrash metal was probably peaking right around that time and you know then grunge comes and kind of turns the turns the direction of, of music there uh, so yeah but uh, I mean th- that record Slave to the Grind is, is an amazing is, you know it to me it blows away the first record and i love the first record so uh but that that band really peaked quick too that's another thing it's like man you you thought that it was the sky's the limit for these guys you know the the progression they made from the first record to slave to the grind and then nothing really i mean it's just it really hasn't been any, any quality output since then oh no and I'm just talking about in general like yeah
2: that year was hodgepodge or thing and but my whole thing is that was the the year that I realized that music was mood enhancers in other words you know that year was living in a hotel for like 4 months having nothing all that' like that was like that was when I realized that music is an escape which i'm sure is for everybody in one which way or another i'll just summarize the concert this way it was a 2 hour concert um with about a half hour of dialogue on the, on the stage from Sebastian in between nice. songs. And I'd just like to, to give a little preview of, of like a storytelling thing when he's kind of, you know,
0: it's the 30th anniversary,
2: he's going through a Slave of the Grind. What kind of intros could he do? <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> I'll give this a shot. This is a dry run here. Uh, yeah, sure. COVID, man. Back in my day, we had diseases, but nothing like this. We had stuff like Crabs. And we cured it because it became socially acceptable to just shave off our pubes. Who here shaves off their
3: pubes? Here's quicksand Jesus.
2: (laughs) So uh, look forward to that that concert review soon.
3: uh, He
0: he was here uh, just about a few weeks earlier, but uh, it was a Sunday night, and... uh, Oh, there's I I was just in no shape to go. I was actually like saying because there were still tickets available. I was going to go if uh, if everything if the stars lined up, but uh, it did not. So,
2: yeah. So so to to that end, I was almost in the same zone when he was here. But it was it was this whole thing where I just that little recap was I have I actually was like, I have to go see this this album is important. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, and at the same time, I was like, maybe he's really going to
3: fuck it up too. Well, how do yeah, <laughs> you yeah, how know did he sound
2: mean? like he's going to real quick. Uh, uh, I know we're, we're going to get into <laughs> it more, but I, I, all I have to ta- say is my whole thing I've talked about before. Fuck the haters. I don't understand it. It was, I've done a review of his last time here. It was a good concert, but I'll go through a lot of the funny stuff too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A lot so, of backing. It was very, it was very happy. <laughs> The backing tracks. <laughs> Thank God for the backing tracks, yep. but, uh, no, it was an experience. But, um, anyway, the um, orange amp without a microphone in front of it is really helping things sound good. Well, listen, there was no orange amps there either. And that was also <laughs> kind that. of like, like, uh, Oh, okay. I see what you're saying here. Okay. Fair I'm enough. I'm
0: making fun of you, not him.
2: But anyway, moving from 1991 to 2021, um, Hold on, uh, and, hold
0: on, hold on. Go nice ahead. See go here. Ahead. Um, that's thirty years.
2: It is. See, just like it said on the banner behind him. And by <laughs> the way, it also helps that you can use for a stage prop um, the album cover when your dad drew it. I don't know if you knew that. That's how he can get away with with having the album art on there. So, well done, man. He might not like get publishing, but he's got the album cover rights. What do you think?
0: <laughs> Whatever. Does he own it? It's his dad's. Well, that's what that's, do you want. That's not how those it. things work, Elsie. That just <laughs> uh, I,
2: I'm t- he didn't have any of the background of the first album or anything referencing the first album when he did it last time. So mm. all
3: right, fair um, enough. anyway.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, let's start with the uh, the swings and the misses of uh, 2021. Now, this is kind of your bit. You explained it at the beginning. But these are records that basically you had some optimism or you were kind of you knew it was coming out. And, and that was kind of your deal. Uh, i took a little liberty with 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 the term i hope that's okay but uh, otherwise you're gonna sure. have to squash me uh but if if if, if that's the case uh we'll, we'll we'll see it when we get there but why don't we start with you I uh, set you up here what is your first uh record that you felt was you were looking forward to again a swing and a miss
2: yeah exactly so i'll just start out with one that that uh you know It's a band that I really didn't own things of in the the 80s and then really came to appreciate them in the last 10 years, and that's L.A. Guns, kind of when they got back together and I started checking out their back catalog. But I've liked – they've been kind of hit or miss overall since they've had their resurgence, getting back together um, with the True lineup. But this one was – their album was Checkered Past, came out a couple months ago. And, um, yeah, just from the production to just – there's like one or two songs on it that maybe. That are that are okay what were your, what was your impression did you get a chance to even consume it
0: yeah Before? yeah I got the whatever the the advance on that the review copy uh, I well I, I think I liked it a little better than you um maybe I'll save my comments for a little later in the show but oh, okay oh damn <laughs> really okay uh, but uh, yeah I, I, I get it I get where you're going on that and, and I kind of agree with your general synopsis since uh, Tracy and Phil kind of reunited and kind of re-upped what they were doing this is their second studio release right? So oh, it's like a third. Okay, uh, I know they're cranking them out, but uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, because okay. it's like uh, I think that the the
2: run was missing piece, devil, you know, and then checkered pass of these three, I like I like the missing piece the best. But um, anyway, all right. Um, but okay, well, look, the, little little difference in opinion there.
0: I did like the fact that they opened the the album with a, a song called Cannonball. What do you think? <laughs> You know what? I didn't put that together. Now I like it even even one more point that I'm giving it. You know what I mean? I, uh, By the way, favorite song on the album "Cannonball." They're going to open up their next record with a track called "Baco." Up next all right uh a band that i actually uh i was looking forward to this record quite a bit it's a band that i got into out of sort of late in, in their career they're, they're pretty reckless they released a, a record uh rock and roll is our death by rock and roll is what it's called um i was really looking forward to it now there i heard the one single ahead of it coming out i did not get a review copy of this so i didn't get to hear the whole thing until it was released for whatever that's worth. Uh, that the, the, the what is the song like? The world does not belong to you. Um, kind of underwhelming, but you know it's the lead single. Whatever, that's not always a sign. Yeah, the, the rest of the record was a bit of a turd. Uh, I really, I, I man, I gave it at least three spins at the, you know the time, just because I would hope I would latch onto something. She's a female vocalist that I think kind of sounds a little unique. Doesn't have that typical you know contestant on the voice or american idol kind of Kelly Clarkson thing going she you know kind of sticks out of the crowd a little bit and i like that uh also you know I, it's it's not easy to 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 cut across as a female vocalist in hard rock and i think she does a great job at it that but this album just uh i don't know it, it's it's worse than the last one which was not as good as the one before that which is probably their best so so it was a sequel yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs>
2: But uh, but no, that, I actually did not know that that came out. I would have actually given it a try since I did like their debut. Um, but uh, that's too bad.
0: All right, what you got?
2: I have. Well, this is just a quick one. Well, no, I you know I'll I'll do this. I'll do Iron Maiden. Jinjitsu, clocking in at a tight hour and twenty minutes. Uh, which also has a 12-minute song with no chorus about paper called Parchment. Uh, and uh, it was a swing and a miss for me. The best song on it is what I've, I have been told from Iron Maiden purists, does not sound like them, that's the writing on the wall. Uh, did you have a chance? Did you have two days to to set aside to, to to rip through this this monster? Of course,
0: yeah. I mean, I I talked about this with uh oh uh with Dave Brewington, and this was the record that like it's like like you said it's two monster discs. This thing is I, I, hour and twenty, is that right? It seems like it's longer than that. It's
2: uh it says an hour and well, it's the thing. that probably it seems longer is that it's ten songs. But it's an hour and twenty-one minutes.
0: Okay, so the hour the and twenty air. is pretty accurate. Yeah. Anyway, the point being is that, like, at seven a.m., you know, just getting ready for work uh, on a Friday morning, people are already saying, "Like, this is horrible. This is, you know, It's like, okay, how could you possibly digested this fucking thing? You know. No. Uh, so i I don't have it on any of my lists. Not the top five. Not the blue balls. Not the swings and misses. Largely because it met expectations for me. I think this is as good as Book of Souls and maybe a little better. I don't know. And I'm not sure what I want from Iron Maiden right now or what I expect from them. This this sounds like where they should be. I It's not great. I'm not going to, you know, make playlists out of anything on here. But, you know, I will probably from time to time still go back and just put it in and listen to the whole thing. Just like I did with Book of Souls still. Oh, you did buy it? Hmm? Oh, nice. That's what was Double pissing final. me off, all these reviews. I'm like, it's a fucking two disc record with eleven minute songs, and you're telling me it sucks, and I can't get to Target till tomorrow. So go fuck yourself. Yeah. And then there's a poll- there was a poll on one podcast that morning. What's better, this or firepower? I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck can answer this?
2: Yeah. I was I for the, your your older bands man, you got to have like an Andy Sneap though just produ- production that that you that put way the, too much the-
0: you, you 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 always do this it's like i look man that that firepower record is pretty good but it's not it's not high end priest i never said it wasn't i'm just saying the sound the sonics yeah and fucking- rob cagiano was the only reason worship music was good not the reason volbeat went to shit the moment he joined them uh, i don't think
2: those t- t- both two things can be true yeah, <laughs>
0: okay, whatever, man. I'm saying that there isn't that magic bullet other than Brendan O'Brien. Oh, okay,
2: okay, gotcha. Brendan O'Brien's the, the only producer
0: one. that I would say if, if just by the fact he I, he could produce a band that I've like, if he produced Enough's Enough, I'd be probably just checking out just for that purpose alone.
2: Yeah, I, I was. I'll put down Andy Sneap is an argument for the future. Okay.
0: Next. Uh, what, what you got? <laughs> Did he produce power age? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. There you go. Oh, well, that's digging deep. All right. My next one is going to be kind of a, I don't know. I'm going to do a quick hitter on this. Um, Buck cherry released a record and just them still existing <laughs> to me was a swing and a miss. I, I, they really should have just broken up. Um, <laughs> didn't they break up? It's just him. No. Well, I, yeah, who cares? I just they, An album came out and it said Buck Cherry in the name. And uh, I didn't bother listening to it or anything. you <laughs> said <laughs> no Okay. I didn't
2: either. I looked at it and I said, this is not going to be good. And I moved on. Right.
0: Well, that's just it. It was like, you know, well, this just ruined my day. And then I, you know, <laughs> carried on with life. 2021. Mhm. All right. If that's okay, that's kind of what I mean by I took a little liberty with uh, some of these swings and misses. Oh, that, that's that's
2: fine. I, I'm sure that I'm sure that if, if you put in the work, it'd still be the same result. Yeah, <laughs> right. Probably.
3: But, uh,
0: but
3: so, that would mean so I, I was a...
0: looking forward to it. <laughs>
2: yeah. So I have uh, another one. Um, Bad flower with uh world ends, and I'm gonna hand it over. to just to you on that end, because you're more of a Badflower fan than I am. Uh, for those uh, less familiar, like a uh, band came out in the last four years. It's, we, we've featured a lot of their music in, in past years. Uh, every album for me has just simply gone away from what I was really looking for this band to do. And kind of uh, you, you take it from here.
0: Uh, I'm going to have to hold most of my comments on this record. Uh, I will okay, say sorry. this: is great band. If you ever get a chance to see them live, go check them out. Uh, um, they have enough songs out now that, like, if there's stuff you don't like, you're still going to a, get a good show. Anyway. All right. Uh, you know, I, I, kind of an out-of-the-box one for me because it's not necessarily something that I think people would uh, associate with me. But Billy Gibbons, Billy F. Gibbons released a solo album this year, and I was really actually kind of in, intrigued by this, you know. And you know what? Just it it's it sounded kind of like ZZ Top, but I thought it was different enough. I just didn't think the songs were as good.
2: I did not check it out, so not recommend not a recommended investment of
0: time, though. No, okay, not not on my end, but it doesn't. I mean, maybe Joey Haney from Texas will will take umbrage with that, but uh, uh, anyway, your thoughts on ZZ Top going on? Well, I thought they could have taken a couple days off. Uh, You know, I mean, it it, it was pretty instant. It's like, it was almost like, uh, it was almost like like they were, I don't know, again, I'm just reading into this. This is not because of anything, but it felt like, well, fuck him. Where does he get off fucking us over just before a tour? You know, it wasn't like he went into like rehab for the ninth time. The guy died. Right. You know, uh and then like 2 days later they're they're putting his hat on a mic stand and people going wow, what a loving tribute. And I'm like, well, maybe going to the funeral would have been a better tribute, but uh again, just my thoughts. And beyond that, it does seem just because they've been together so long, it's weird, right. but You know what? Uh I my my thoughts on that are typically you can't really do much about a member no longer being with us. You know, it's not like you know the Skid Row situation where you can debate whether or not they should have Sebastian in the band. You know, they can't have you know, uh, um, oh god, what's his name, uh, Dusty Hill. Uh, yeah. You know, so yeah, good good for them. I just would have maybe taken a month off. Yeah, it
2: was unusual too that that. Uh, well, I mean, the guy's seventy two years old, Dusty Hill, rest in peace. But the but you know, it came right. Right on the heels of me watching that documentary, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, been together 50 years, never, and then all of a sudden, it's like, two days later, still alive. <laughs> so, but uh, all right, well, that's too bad. That documentary was um, Blue Balls. Yeah, that, oh, definitely. It might be a swing and a miss. Hmm. Hmm. Shot beautiful. Yeah, hmm. yeah it, it was. It really was. So, next one is I loved Royal Bloods' How Do We Get So Dark album from, I think, two, three years ago. They came out with a new one, Typhoons. Had a couple singles come out prior. I can tell you that even my son was excited about the release of this album because they advertise, Now bands advertise in this 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 video game called Roblox. It's a whole thing. Like these little things. Well, like think about Lego creatures. They'll have whole concerts. They're actually doing live concert streams with. It's the weirdest thing. But he was he got infected with that too. Album comes out. Complete swing and a miss for me. I, I just. This this it's a two person band, and this show that there were only two people in there, and threw in some gimmickry uh, uh, type of sound effects.
0: I'm also going to have to reserve any further comment on this one. So,
2: <laughs> I love this. Yeah, this is great. This is unexpected. <laughs>
0: My next one. Um, now, this is a band that uh, really only because of the hype, I kind of got pulled in a little bit because of uh, just how much they got talked about and, and, and pitched. And I'm really talking in, in our in our circle, uh, and that's a, a an all girl group called Plush. Now, the backstory on them is that the singer Mariah Formica she was on The Voice or something like that when, she, like five or six years ago when she was pretty fucking young. Um, and, you know, she's got an amazing voice. She's really talented. She's a very good guitar player, too. Uh, and, and she... I don't know, just something about her, just it, it didn't click with me i'd see her videos pop up on on youtube people share them or stuff on the site because she'd do a lot of covers and uh and she pretty pretty much spot on replicate them from from guitar to vocal and stuff so but th- just something about the the whole setup and my 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 comeback was that like this is what happens when your parents are too supportive you know what i mean it's like she always had new guitars and shit and it was just like ah, yeah anyway plush came out with their debut record i know it got pumped Pimped a lot by, like, Michael Sweet and um, actually two guests of our show. Uh, uh, Tony Harnell from TNT was, was uh, I think he actually went down to the studio and did some work on the record with them. I'm um, not positive on that, but I know he posted a picture work with them in the studio. But this album, man, you talk about exactly what I kind of you know was expecting. Just boring, uninspired hard rock. Performed well. Everybody seems to be talented. I just like I said I can't take any anything away from that. But like and I still see like, you know, people like kind of talk man, this is a great record. It's like, man, you know, I, I you want it to be great, but you're not gonna be listening to this in two years. So swinging a miss. I don't know, did you even do, do you know about them even? I know
2: it I don't. I don't. That's my saying that that's one of those bands that seems to be like like you just mentioned, like a lot of funding going behind a lot of push there you go to yeah. to,
0: to to not get not very uh, organic and, like i wonder how long she's known the other girls in the band oh <laughs> right yeah and
2: and you you can throw the same thing about like you know of course son of eddie is going to be opening for guns and roses and stuff like that but when you see kind of that stuff you're like you know you're just automatically on that tour right sure because you're the guy so i have a little more elaboration on that coming up later this episode <laughs> one more on the list was one that like you say a lot of push, a lot of hype out there kind of like a a baby version of Greta Van Fleet was this band called Dirty Honey uh which I've heard definitely in the podcast world but just in general I've seen a, a pretty pretty big uh uh just effort advertising wise online and and they've got a lot of good good press but I I gave this band many spins and it's just one of those things. Like sometimes, like the Dead Daisies, when they have a good album, yes, it's sounding like vintage rock and roll, but somehow the performance is there and and things like that. It just it just hits you the right way. This one just it. There's something missing. I don't know what it is, uh, of of the uh the soup or whatever one of the ingredients in there. But it just doesn't grab me. There's nothing wrong with it, really. It's just for whatever reason, it just doesn't do it.
0: I don't know. Hundred percent with you on this one. Um on my top 5 list there is at least one band that i wasn't able to squeeze in that if you like dirty honey to me this is a better version of dirty honey and maybe i'll, I'll when we do the top 5 list i'll maybe i'll call back to that uh, i'm with okay. you i just like th- th- it seems like that kind of music but when they get to the songs there's no hook the melody doesn't pull you in and it's just like the it just seems more like I don't know, almost like a preset on an EQ to make it sound like something. You know what I mean? It's not, doesn't feel real to me. And aren't they are they Australian? Do you know?
2: I I, actually, I think they're from California, but 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 I know that Stephen Michael is screaming right now with our facts being wrong. But that, that, that's my point is it didn't encourage me even to research the band more. Like I, I went and I was like, I wanted to like this band uh, with that, too. To me, when you mentioned the presets, this album seems like a hyped version of every generic Frontiers release that was ever put out. Where it's just like here's these ten songs, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it I wasn't... do,
0: but this does not sound like a Frontiers record. This is you know kind of okay. that more kind of loose rock. Frontiers is very tight, compressed. Polished. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That's like the big choruses and
2: like it's almost the same producer every a lot time. Of rock. Okay. Yeah. Sure, but uh, Let's yeah,
0: just put just... George Lynch with this singer from Sweden. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Every three months. Here's a guitar player no one's heard of. Do a record with him, Jeff Tate
2: that's a good you got the Sebastian and the uh who are you doing now
0: yeah what is his name Fabriaz I don't know I've never I've never actually heard the the guy he's he's from Italy or something like that
2: right the, I know he who he you're talking for, about though yeah, no. Fabrize
0: uh no, no 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 uh no cheap shots at uh, Frontiers there by the way just having some fun no but, uh,
2: no exactly
0: they keep a lot of the bands I do love you know going and and you know actually the physical product they put out is always well done so. Right, and, and without them, growing up rock would fold. They'd have nothing to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> the monsters, were, the rock crews couldn't be booked. That's right. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the linchpin. Yeah, there you go. All right, I have one last one, and uh, this is kind of an, uh, a curveball for you, too. It's that the Bullet Boys did not release any new music with the new lineup. I liked the last two records Mark basically did with the band he had. Um And I was just kind of hoping that they would take the original lineup in, let him write the songs and and the production and stuff again, and do something, you know what I mean? Uh, Overall, I'm going to give the output of music because of a COVID lockdown, I'm going to give it about a D- minus overall for the the things. So this is the the, the poster child of that for me. I would have liked to have seen the Bullet Boys release some new music. They had nothing else going on, but uh, anyway, that's it. I at least got to see him live. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Are they going to be on the, the boat with you guys?
2: I do not. Th- no, okay. no, they're not on this this year. No, All right. but maybe because people keep canceling, they need to get a substitute in there. They're they're like the pud- they're like the puddle of mud of uh, the rock on the range type things. They always fly in puddle of the mud last minute. They're always available to replace Stone Sour or anybody that bails.
0: We got to get into that guy at the beginning of the year too, boy. He's he's back. Oh. He's oh, vaccinated. good. I can't wait. For, he's doing some, 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 some schemes. I'm not aware. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll save that. We don't have time. We don't, there's no room in 2021 oh, for him. No. There's a, or, or this morning's recording. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not prepared to get into it. That's for sure. Anyway. All right. So I'm going
2: gonna, I'm gonna to finish this segment with the biggest and hurtful swing and miss of the year, and that is somebody that, if you've listened to the show, more than five episodes probably... You know that uh, this this we have been we are brought together one one reason, and that is Danko Jones put out an album called Power Trio, and I'm going to give it back to you in just a second. But uh, for your opinion on this, but my God, first first on the positive end, he did a live stream concert um, this earlier this year fucking phenomenal and they played one song off of this album which is probably the one song that i actually do like um but still a great live band big personality all this but this this album was a the epitome of just like a cut and paste seems like it was recorded in different places and just kind of mishmashed together the vocals are off the the just this it's all it's all missing. That's all I gotta say on that, this point. All the elements that I love about Danko were basically there, but it's like a really shitty AC/DC album. This is like um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! So it's I an don't ACDC know. album.
0: Oh,
2: oh, oh boom. boom! If it's not Back in Black or Hotter Than Hell or, or Porridge, what do you think? <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, to be discussed later. But the the main thing about it is just simply that that. Uh, it just wasn't there. And it was really, you roll back two years. My, I think our combined one was Rock Supreme. At least it was mine, number one, two years ago. I don't so think from, it was my number one,
0: but it was definitely a top five.
2: Either way, and there's another reason that he, uh, uh, that I'll go into in a second that was kind of a swing and a miss for me. But uh, the album itself, your thoughts.
0: Oh, oh, I'll end it with this part
2: too, is the fact that I had the vinyl on pre-order and after, and but the vinyl was delayed for like two months and everything, and I, I purchased it like earlier in the year when it was first announced. I listened, I listened to it for several weeks, and every listen, I was just like, you know what, I'm out, and I canceled my pre-order. I was like, I do not need this. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> just on to piggyback on that. So I, I got the review copy, not but maybe a couple of weeks before the thing came out. And and I gave it a couple spins, and then I went because almost I went to go buy the vinyl, right? You know, it's like, well, I'm just going to pay for it now. It'll, when it comes out, it'll come. And while I'm sitting there getting ready to check out, I'm like, do I even like this record? You know, I like, yeah, I'm like, am I? I'm just doing this out of like, you know, almost, obligation. Yeah, like in which it's very knee jerk with me when it comes to bands that I get so that invested in. And so yeah, I opted out. Um, i i did not buy the vinyl i i'm you, you you summed it up fine uh i i'll say i'll add this uh i think based on the last four records Danko's done i'm gonna say he's probably tapped out as a as a creative entity as far as putting an album together he'll probably always be a great live performer he doesn't have one of those voices that he has to worry about you know going away plus he he leaves a pretty good lifestyle so he doesn't have to physically worry about you know things being taken from him but uh so i'll, I'll never pass up a chance to see danko live considering i've still haven't done that um but right. yeah i i'll probably be, be much more skeptical going forward because i do think rock supreme was was an improvement over what he'd been coming like fire music was right before that but anyway i i, I when i go back to rock supreme now i don't think it's as good as maybe i thought at the time but it's it, it's hmm. still at least a good record
2: I hear you. Um, on my end, uh, I was like, "Am I am I crazy not liking this? Am I just not in the right uh, zone?" So I went back and listened to Rock Supreme, Wildcat,
0: uh, Wildcat Fire was when I was missing there.
2: Yeah, Firecat, and of course the, the the greatest one that he put out was. If you're interested at all in an entry point in Danko, which album do you think you should? Start Rock and with? roll is black and blue. <laughs>
0: not incorrect or <laughs> <laughs> wrong
2: <laughs> below the belt <laughs> is the always the right answer at yeah. least for me
0: almost a la dave Mustaine, waiting till we record to make any announcement about what the future of dave ellison a few months back sure it was almost like uh danko jones decided to stoke the fires right after we talked about the kid rock video so you want to get into that quick do you have any thoughts because uh, danko fired off a uh, <laughs> a, a, threw some pretty big shade at both monster truck. Well, it felt mainly monster truck, I guess. Yeah.
2: So yeah, I'll just hit that. And like, like we recorded talking about the kid rock video, I hadn't uh, the Kid rock song and video. Um, don't tell me how to live. I had not seen the video. Addi- additionally, uh, at the time of the recording, so I'll hit, hit in a few things for time. And that is that Danko, Really went after first Monster Trek for associating with Kid Rock. To paraphrase, basically saying he's so they're associating with, a, I, th- I think a racist. I gotta tell you, no problem. You know, obviously speak your mind about whatever you want. But really, it came off to me. Uh, what the, the 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 summary was. Monster Truck is associating with Kid Rock, so you should no longer listen to Monster Truck, who is basically, you know, kind of like a Blackstone Cherry or Southern rock band that's been around for that happens to be out of Canada. And essentially, it was kind of like the whole cancel culture, like fuck these guys. I can't believe you made this decision. So let's back that. I don't speak on that first. In my opinion on it because I didn't have much for, for the last episode was that that okay. So now you're telling me I can no longer listen to this band because they had an opportunity to associate with somebody that's obviously much more high profile. Um, that's, that's covering one of their songs. I think that a lot of people would not even hesitate to jump to that. Um, and, 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 but with the things that he was mostly mad about, uh, I think when it comes down to it comes down to just, I think the song, I don't, first off, the song's not an improvement over monster. we have ever covered that, but the video is so outlandish and silly that I think, like you even said, like, how do you even take half the stuff this guy's saying serious almost, right? Yeah. He's talking, I, there's, it's not like he's a, a political leader or anything like that. And rock and roll, the whole essence of this is don't tell me how to live. Okay, I don't agree with the whole, with, with the message exactly, but at the same time, it's fucking rock and roll. I, I just don't completely understand. I mean, even Weird Al Yankovic had a great quote out there too. What I think you called the tweet of the year, right? Yeah. Like, like hey, everybody out there that's congratulating me on my new Kid Rock video—that's actually not me. That's Kid Rock, <laughs> right? Yeah. Isn't like Kid Rock parody.
0: Yeah, that's an actual Kid Rock song. I think is what he said. So yeah, it yeah. was a, f- yeah. a funny tweet, but uh, um, yeah. But
2: I'll, it, I'll go. I'll finish this up, and I'll hand it to you. Um, the other thing is, is that my whole thing about Kid Rock is this: I have not taken anything he said, for the most part, that seriously since he came out with devil without a cause. And I'll tell you why the, the whole thing in the beginning was he always said something like if it's marketed, right, you'll buy it. If you, but if it's, if it's real, you'll feel it. Or some kind of phrasing like that. Now, just so you know, people kid rock is not straight up out out of Compton. He's not straight out the trailer. He's straight out of his dad owns tons of dealerships in Michigan. Okay. He, he, he comes from an affluent background. Um, He is more of a showman, and a great businessman. I'll tell you why I mean great businessman is as soon as he sees the shift changing, he goes with it. He didn't stay with rap rock. He went to more straight rock Then he went country. And then he's going to, if you, if you don't think that he thinks this is having the exact reaction that Danko jumped right on, that's the entire purpose of the, of, of the thing is just to stir controversy and get, and get some, uh, some hype out for the song. Uh, but my whole synopsis is this. I don't think you should just cancel monster truck or anybody around. They made, they had an opportunity to do it. They did it. I don't, I don't take anybody that wears tube socks and, and has tons of outfit changes and rides a, a, a golden finger into the, into the, the, you know, into space. I can't take seriously that, that
0: much. Right. No, I, I, it is silly. Uh, the, the video is, is what I'm getting at. Um, as far as the racist stuff, I get where Dank was coming from. I, I do, I do see his point. And, Especially because he's a person of color, but you, know, you got to remember, Danko is getting things in his Twitter feed comments like Kid Rock has a has a uh, 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 Kid Rock has a baby that our kid that's that's half black. So how can he be racist? And that mentality exists, and you can't really. I don't know how you crack through all that stuff because we're kind of getting into this this age. And I'm going to keep my my thoughts on racism pretty light for anybody worried about me going too deep here. But racism isn't like we think it is. You know what I mean? It's not like the KKK holding up signs saying whites only. You know what I mean? It is far more subtle and and it's difficult for someone like myself to really appreciate other than to be empathetic and, and accept the reality that it exists. When I came from a town, I was literally raised from the first 18 years of my life with no I think there was two Mexicans, you know, that that were in in the school I went to. Other than that, all Anglo whites. You know what I mean. And it's I didn't break any laws by growing up on that, but I do have to accept the limitations of of that on what it what it what it does to you. You you you, you kind of when I moved to a, a metropolitan area, I started interacting more, and it and it kind of opened my mind. That said, this does seem like a bit of a an overreaction. Um, Kid Rock is kind of a dipshit, and really, who gives a fuck what he thinks now if. Absolutely, say what you want to say. If you know, if you want to get blocked by a monster truck, Danko, you did. Uh, you guys probably won't be touring together anytime soon. I don't know that that's that's the biggest problem that the world has right now. So, uh, I'll tell you this: I went to a uh, with uh, with with my stepdaughter Jade and her husband. And we went to this pumpkin patch thing at the zoo here uh, in in Apple Valley, Minnesota, and it is a family friendly environment. There is just kids crawling all over the place and i heard the song thriller at least 4 times and to me that was far more offensive and inappropriate than anything you know i we have to accept the idea that there are people that aren't going to take the time to break down some of the political ramifications of wearing a maga hat okay and it's at a certain point the smarter people in the room need to be the smartest people in the room and 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 not really let get dragged down into all that, but I don't know it, it, that that was pretty hodgepodgey. But hopefully, I made some sense.
2: <laughs> no, I hear and and also um, I don't know if you know if you remember this, but when we wrote an article doing a a combined review for a Denko album, I think Wildcat, a couple of years ago for Decibel Geek, I cut out this whole portion that actually had to do with with a uh, racism probably at Danko and why you know what probably if he was somebody else and not of color. You know, like the, the typical rock dude that he probably would have had greater success on different tours. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I think that there's a lot of the things that you're just building I, I, I think there has throughout. to be some
0: truth to that. I mean, I mean, he's pretty fucking good. So. <laughs> well,
2: I'm just saying, like, he, he's he plays in a genre that that is basically ACDC and Kiss type rock. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not, not anything like that. And it's 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 not normal. You have to have a frontman that have a black frontman. So
0: yeah, definitely stuff. I just to think say there's a point that uh, yeah. I I have, I can't speak to the experiences that someone like Danko deals with other than to, you know, to hear them right. speak about it and try to be, <laughs> try to understand it. But you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> this is a sticky subject, man. I'm a white dude. Uh, well, of course I'm everybody's uh, my whole asshole, thing is that, man. I'm a yeah. white man. Uh, <laughs> right. I just think that the actual, uh,
2: the, the, him exploding about specifically this stupid video where there's a lot of other things to yeah. be angry about. And the Could fur be better directed. and
0: uh, Yeah, that's all. Like, I watched it, and I was just if like, If I'm in a Kid okay. Rock video, I'm going to want to wear a gaudy-ass fur coat. you
2: want to get into some blue balls
0: yeah let's do it all right well we already touched on it so we don't have to get into it too much but the la guns latest record uh what was it checkered pass uh yeah correct uh i was looking forward to it and um much like their last two (laughs) i kind of felt like "Eh, yeah there's some there's some good stuff on here but uh anyway
2: yeah my end too some of these um well we made a joke about this limp biscuit still sucks yeah they kind of still suck three or four good songs on it for me I'm but, not qualified
0: uh, to like, I, I, I guess there's a handful <laughs> of songs by them I've liked, but I've never been a fan of the band. Never been a hater other than Fred Durst being a douche. I just never had, I, I can't really give you an honest opinion. That one, that, the the song we played a couple episodes back, that's pretty good.
2: It did not give me a fret ache. But, uh, and then on to the next, uh, I haven't given this, this album enough times, uh, enough spins, but I gotta tell you, um, just in the background, I'm enjoying it, and it's the most I've enjoyed one of their albums since "Holding All the Roses," and that is "Blackberry Smokes." You hear Georgia?
0: Oh, I have not uh, checked that out yet. Is, is it good or
2: not? Well, you- I like it. I was just saying, like the, it's to me because it didn't make make my top five. I'm just throwing it in here, but it's it's the best since "Holding All the Roses," which I believe that you like that one too a lot from uh, like five years ago. As far as it's a chill album in the back, uh, so that's that's a. Decent recommendation to check it out, and but the one that's I wanted to hear your opinion on this, and I'll throw it to you um, for your next pick is Jerry Cant- Cantrell's album uh, solo album Brighton. Have you had enough time to even spend with this one yet? I've is only listened to the not? whole
0: thing one time. Didn't get a strong opinion on it. I, I, I've tried to buy it. The, the CD is not available on Amazon. It is not. It is not at any of my local record stores that I've nope. been to. Um, so it's it's this is like, typically, you thought he'd be a big enough artist that the physical product would be available. So um, I'm kind of waiting on that. But yeah, you know what? I. But overall, it felt a lot like how I summed up his last solo album, whatever, in 2004. Um he seems to have like seventy percent of a great song, and then it just something happens where it doesn't get to that next level. It is probably the epitome of a blue balls record because it just gets you there close and then leaves. You know, so yeah, that's that was and kind it of seems his non-Alison Chain stuff has all been that way. It's like God, just don't. There's something missing. This song just needs one more thing. You know, yeah, and on that one too. My opinion may change on that. It's kind of
2: like a, a more electric version of like Jar of Flies. It just seems like more up, upbeat songs, like the title is is referring to. But I, I but it's just it's a yeah. So it definitely that might has
0: be a, the, the feel of a, of a grower. But like I said, I'm trying to. I do yep. want to actually get the physical product, put it in my uh, perfectly categorized, alphabetized, and and chronologically ordered collection. So
2: sure. Yeah, no, I. But it, but it's it is odd that it, that somebody of that size. Same thing. I was like, I'm gonna go try to buy this. I'm like, how does this guy not have this lined up correctly to have the actual physical product available at time of release? But uh, anyway, uh, you throwing it to you now.
0: Uh, Alice Cooper Detroit Stories. Um, oh, I forgot that even came out. This would have made it mine. Well, well, then we can talk about it now. I, I'm not gonna lie. I actually think it's pretty good. But I don't know. It, it just it, it's not great. It's almost. Nope. I almost didn't want to put it in here for the same reason as Iron Maiden. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know what I expect from Alice at this stage. To me, this seems about where he should be. This is a well done record. It's it it, it sounds good. Got it on red vinyl. Um, I bought it for my wife for uh, for her birthday, and she didn't open it. I literally, I think, opened it, it uh, about a month ago in preparation for this. I'm like, okay, I'm listening to this record, you know. So anyway, but I like it. Yeah. It's just not that great. That's cool. I For me, it would actually,
2: if I would remembered to put it on there, it would have made my swing and a miss. It's just, there's just something, I don't care about the whole Detro- the Detroit, the whole Detroit fetish thing kind of throws me off. Next one was Offspring with Bad Times Roll. Three or four good songs, but overall it was like 29 minutes long. Uh, it was definitely a hodgepodge of, of random like little intros and things like that, but just didn't do it for me. Any comments on that?
0: You know, I just, uh, just that you, you, I instantly thought about that. First of all, kind of like Limp Limp Biscuit, not a qualified person. I didn't even bother. I didn't care that it came out. I didn't check it out when it did, uh, other than what we played on the show, Um, which was all right. Uh, But I think one of the byproducts that we didn't factor in with the whole COVID locking artists down and now we're going to get this glut of great music is that they're still separated, which means these are going to be very uninspired, pass back and forth type of, you know, recordings that i to me never leads to greatness uh and no. that might be kind of why why i give you know i feel the way i do because i'm guarantee almost everybody recorded that way you know in the last year and a half so anyway
2: yeah i think that's what it was like this one just seemed like here's what we've had laying around for the last eight years which just throw it out and barely cracks the half hour mark so yeah so and then uh i have not given enough time for this this might be kind of a surprise but uh i actually really enjoyed the killers album hot fuss and sam's town that came out back in the day and they had a new album that came out called pressure machine everything else since like those first two albums i haven't really liked but this one actually uh not that bad if you, if you actually so, like them back yeah. in the day okay um,
0: um, a couple of songs by them but i've never been a big fan um yeah i got soul but i'm not a soldier is good and of right. course uh, no uh, no was it nobody told me that you had a boyfriend. That that's that, that one. Yep.
2: Another one to mention is much better than expected for the fact that Karabi I worship for the most part for his voice and that was with Dead Daisies Holy Ground. Have you had a chance to hear this?
0: Yeah, I think it's uh it's it's very good. Um and you know if I'm not getting Karabi, Glenn Hughes is a pretty good uh, guy, guy to fit in there. It's you talk about someone who has aged well. Holy fuck, uh, you know he, you know, and come on, Paul Stanley, maybe cocaine's your issue. Uh, go out and do a bunch because this this guy has definitely had his drug past, but he sounds amazing on this record. This did not make my top five, but it was close. It was one of the ones that I, I cut out there at the last minute last night.
2: Yeah, it, it got, it's got better every time I, I've heard it. And I really like the uh, the second track in particular, the one that has like, that shamefully has a bass guitar solo on it <laughs> from, you know, Glenn Hughes coming into the band. And my final one to mention is a band I've seen live at, at Fests several times, and it's just a band that I never really got into, but they're pretty solid. I think of them as kind of like a more of a modern day, bad religion type band, and that is Rise Against, who put out... Uh, album called Nowhere Generation which I guess these guys are pretty mainstream because you can their albums are actually at target hmm. which I didn't oh, know they were they I, didn't know, yeah. they're, they're I great. didn't know they were as okay I've not not I didn't know they were as big as they were but um but they have a song probably one of my favorite songs of the year called Sudden Urge hmm. made my top five if i had more time that uh to listen to it your thoughts on this one or have you heard i haven't it, ch-
0: i haven't really get, gone into that one at all um okay uh, the, boy they got five or six songs that are just bangers uh throughout right their career but uh have, and i've seen them live a couple times at warped but uh, so they're yeah
2: great band and now i'll hand it to you for the last part of the blue balls
0: uh mammoth wvh it's a very ah. well-produced well-recorded record it's got some moments that just grab you but it is very disjointed, and you can't say it's because the band didn't work together. he played everything, so uh, <laughs> right? yeah it's it probably just you know his first crack at all this stuff um so that now with the, just a real quick thing on Wolfie because I've, I've given him a little bit of a hard time over him kind of like trolling um the fifty year olds who have their his dad as their profile pick and I, I get all that stuff, but man. You just said you're going to go on tour with the Scorpions after going on tour with uh, Guns N' Roses. Maybe if you want to break away from that 50-year-old who loves your dad and wants you to play Panama, stop taking these tours, okay? You know, I mean, you're complicit in this. Now, part of me thinks he just does this because it's for his own personal enjoyment. Then fuck it. I don't care. Have fun on Twitter. Go after these guys. I don't If they're, if they're going to keep fucking taking the bait, what do I give a shit? But if he's seriously complaining about this stuff like this is my life, this is my reality, I ain't mad that he was raised the way he was or has the opportunities that other people don't. I think he's actually been pretty cool about acknowledging that. Like, hey, look, I'm only getting the Guns N' Roses tour because my dad was Eddie Van Halen. I, I think he has been very open at acknowledging of that. So it's not like he hides from it and acts like he earned anything. You know what I mean? uh but come on don't go out on the tour with the scorpions because the, it's their audience is a bunch of people in their 50s who loved your dad and right. want you to play panama now he he did do one thing that was funny uh he said tonight's set list and he it, he tweeted a picture of it and it was just panama 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 right guitar change panama pan see to me that's how you do it that's funny uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, g- g- em- embrace it a little bit. That said, it's it's a phenomenally uh, recorded record. The kid, there is no fucking doubting his talent. So I'm actually looking forward to as much as I just harped on him, That's just about the the, the, the either take these tours and accept the audience or start doing your own thing. Yeah, it, it, but but musically, I'm looking forward to his next thing because I think this is a great first step. It, to me, it's encouraging. So, yeah.
2: And to that end, if you don't want a bunch of fifty-year-old guys at your concert, then don't announce your own tour and put <laughs> Dirty Honey as the openers.
0: Yeah.
2: That that's was, all that, we that, love,
0: apparently. Is Dirty right. <laughs> right?
2: That's what I'm saying. You're you're, you're saying like, wh- who should I be paired with? I should be paired with a bunch of guys that sound like an old band. So, well, he is doing uh, that tour
0: with Plush, and to me, that's a little more. Uh, but again, it's just. Two people who really fucking kind of had things handed to him to her. Aha. last thing if i can mention yeah let's it. Uh, yeah let's let's finish up the
2: the some of the biggest blue balls of the year maybe
0: yeah okay uh the beatles uh, get back documentary just dropped on on hulu and i don't know have you had a chance to? when we first talked you hadn't seen it uh have you seen any of it yet okay no i How watched part it? 1 with my wife and yeah. her reaction is kind of what uh i think a lot of people would get at it was fascinating to me especially because it literally, this is the biggest, this is them at their peak. And this is the biggest band probably in the history. And watching them work on a song was exactly like working on a song at, for Jesus Chrysler or any band I've been in. It is like no different. The drummers bored as fuck. You got the person kind of pushing the direction, butting <laughs> heads with somebody else, and the other person in the band just sitting there kind of quiet. Um, but it is. There, there's not a lot. If you don't know these songs, like because it's not just the hits. uh, If you don't know the backstory of everything, because they only kind of gloss over the backstory leading up to this thing, they give you about an eight-minute history of the Beatles, leading up to this. But you don't know the whole story with you know uh, how Yoko is viewed and and stuff like that. And just there's so many elements that like I think you have to be the super fan to really appreciate. And on that, it 100% delivers. It is amazing. I loved it. But I can't see a casual or cursory Beatles fan sitting through eight hours of this because it's literally like... Is it eight hours? Yeah. it's like two and The first part was two and a half, and the second part was two and a half. I haven't got to the third part yet. But it is literally like putting a camera and just watching a band learn a new song. Now, they snip it up quite a bit um, because there is 50 or 60 hours of this shit but it is to me it's it's remarkable all the personalities the attitudes all that stuff none of that really fucking matters like just because you're the biggest band in the world now there's some takeaways personally um you know it's paul was really trying to keep this band together george harrison was very at i think george harrison was already out of the band by the in mentally like he was just like fuck you guys and there, there's so much of that and and john looks really fucking bored there are times you can tell like when John like that spark like he when, when they're working on something and all of a sudden he starts getting into it he'll actually stand up and and he'll become energized but you know instead of having kind of this deadpan face and those moments and largely I think that's the, the big draw to this thing is that you're watching the Beatles you know 40 50 years ago or over 50 years ago and it's them right. you know what i mean and, and and it's just raw and it's 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 well put together and stuff, but it is very tedious. It is if again, I I I get why Ken Mills will will fucking love this because that's his cup of tea. I love it for that same reason. I but my wife who has no problem with the Beatles, she's like, well, you can watch the rest of this without me, right? <laughs> 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 I'm like, yes, dear, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, like I said, it's just uh, it's it's just so it's it's the 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 boring stuff, and I think. It, it's relatable to me as a musician and as a Beatles fan.
2: So here's my question. Like, did they do uh I Got a Feeling?
0: Do they do that song? Yeah, they get into like everything that was on, let it be, plus Every single a, thing. a ton of covers, okay. uh okay. stuff that ended up on Abbey Road. Again there. You don't oh, know really the, the, well, the, oh, if you know so that the backstory the whole thing. of this recording.
2: That's interesting. See, that was the whole thing is 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 a Beatles fan that has not – jumped into everything and I always thought it was so weird that it said that, that this one that Abbey Road came out after this there's the Colonel chrono- was it which which was what, what was it this came out this is actually this recorded, was recorded first, before Abby but they put Road. that out
0: that's right they, but they put it out after Abbey Road No, this came out I think after they officially broke up yes um, that's what I always yeah, thought so was so is, odd but yeah and then to find out like they're recording live and to, to find out that like George Martin actually doesn't like that method of recording it at all so when they went and did Abbey road after this he insisted like i'll do it but we have to record like we've always recorded
3: i've got a feeling a feeling deep inside oh yeah
2: So I did want to say that I think maybe in the future, Baco, that we should loosen the rules, get a little loose on the best of years, only because sometimes albums come out in November or December. What do you think about that for the future, for future
0: years? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine uh, you know, the, to me, that's like, well, first of all, you've had the exact opposite opinion before, so who knows what you're gonna think in a year uh oh, that's true, but uh yeah, th- th- I think if you want to be on top five lists, don't fucking release your record in December. um I think November's plenty of time, whatever you want to do man i don't I don't care, uh, but only if I can start including records that were released before I was born because it's unfair that I wasn't allowed to include them on a list that I wasn't alive to make. That was a very high concept. I have to think about that one for a little bit. <laughs> Again, uh, th- you know what? These are your babies. You just tell me what the rules are, and I'll just I'll I'll stick with it. I think you well, sound anyway, like an idiot st- when you when you talk about a 2020 record on a best of 2021. But that's just I, me. I won't that, put great. one on my list. Well, then. Here's here's me sound like an idiot. Then
2: I will shine a light on, on these albums in a later episode. Point being is. The, these are actually the, the three albums I listened to that would have made my top five if they came out and, okay. you, and I'd listened to them and then as we talked about it right at the end I had not a chance to listen to it Red City, Radio, Paradise I just want to shine a light on that one because that is my favorite album of the year that would be my number one yeah but I gotta say that,
0: that that's a band that you turned me on to if I had time to listen to it and properly digested and include it on my top five last year then so did you you're a pro man you're a pro. It came out in
2: December is my point of last year. I had year. it on so my never, list, man. Yeah, but I didn't get the vinyl until, until January. Anyway, well, my point is... Mr. Streaming
0: waited for the vinyl? I did because, wow.
2: I, because, because I wanted to experience that. Okay. And that. Most of my stuff is since I got into the vinyl game recently has been buying old albums I've already heard. Uh, but anyway, but my point is Red City Radio, Paradise, check that one out. That's just a name check. There's also a band. Now they already know to do that
0: because I said that last year. There's, I'm reinforcing your opinion, then. Okay. Yeah, say it like that, bitch. I'll, another one from okay. your top five last year. Oh god.
2: Wasn't in your top five.
0: I can't remember. It was your top ten? Top exactly. 10. Well, we you did don't. 10, that's right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Anyway, so another band <laughs> that's produced by uh, Tuck Smith um, of formerly of the biters and his own solo project is a band called Prowess. And they have an album called Blacktop Therapy. came out at the end of 2020. Uh, spun that a lot this year. Anything else you want
0: to mention? No, man. Let's get out of here. Rock's not dead. But the album as a format
3: is. i know what you see in me. do you know you should never But if you want to take a chance on me, I can show you that my heart- SAY
2: Rock's not dead, but uh, what? What do you want to say? The
0: album as a format is. Nah, come on! Oh, come on! I knew you're gonna. I'll get into it in the next one. But bull, fucking shit! We need to accept the fact that this this year just cemented what 2020 started. It was clear then, it's clear now. The album is dead.
3: That, that,
1: we'll hold that
2: argument.
0: The whole, yeah. the, hold that argument.
1: 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? Not just bikes. We also make a rower. Have you ever tried to row? Too hard. Not with Form Assist. It actually teaches you how to row. So it doesn't matter if you're a first-time rower or a seasoned pro. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.